0: One more reason for this study is beyond the scriptural clarity we need to have is that there are some amazing blessings that we saw in those three passages that are unbelievable promises of a quietness that we saw in Jesus' life. Jesus had the most hectic life possible, but he wasn't hectic. He had a quietness. It doesn't mean he didn't work long hours, and it doesn't mean he didn't work hard but he was never exasperated and lost his peace. And there's something about that we need to learn. To begin to understand the Sabbath, we first need to go back to the framework for how we think. And if you remember a few weeks ago, we looked at this whole concept of worldview. Do you remember I started this with worldview before we went into fasting? And each of us today has this operating system because our worldview, our lens, is what prompts our choices. And so, each of us look at life through the framework of beliefs. And the Bible presents a framework for us, a window to look at life. And basically, it's God understanding what God has said about time. God is the one that should dictate our understanding of time. That's what a biblical worldview is. So part of a biblical worldview is either we see time as belonging to me. It's my time. I can do whatever I want. I can play games all the time. Really, is it your time? I can work all the time. I can just be, you know, just whatever. Is it my time? Like, it's my money. No. Just like our bodies and money belong to the Lord, so is our time a reflection of how much we believe that God owns all of us. And structures, and and actually begins each of our days without us even involved. The Sabbath day was initially God's signature of ownership on time. That's why in the creation week He set aside the seventh day. He didn't call it the Sabbath, but the word Sabbath is in there, where it says that He ceased, He Shabbat, He stopped. Now you want to know something interesting about what is in the seventh day? What did God stop doing? God stopped creating. Did you know there are only three views of origins? There's naturalistic evolution, there's theistic evolution, which more and more Christian Christian colleges are embracing to their own error. And then there's biblical creation. You know what biblical creationism is? That God created everything for nothing in six days and he stopped creating, and no creation has continued. That's what it says. He ceased, he rested, he stopped creating. And he instituted all the laws that are governing the universe, and they're doing just fine. And the heat death is coming for the entire universe. And he wrote in the genetic code, and that's operating just fine. And there's no creation. The problem with the theistic, the Christian trying to stand on the dock and the moving boat of naturalistic evolutionary thought, the problem they have is that they're contradicting what God said. He said, I stopped creating. And so I didn't start a plop of, you know, primeval slime that has continually upgraded itself and created itself into higher complexity. I stopped everything when I finished all the universe and my last act on the sixth day was making Adam out of whom I formed Eve. But we're not talking about creationism. What we're talking about is God created everything and he ceased and God said that seventh day would have his special blessing and that's why we need to understand all of this, because our worldview involves the clock. Now, do any of you remember reading Gulliver's travels when you were little? Do you remember Gulliver getting to Lilliput and the Lilliputians? And every time Gulliver did anything, before he did anything, he consulted his pocket watch. Do you remember the story? After a while, the Lilliputians thought, because he didn't do anything without consulting it, that the watch was his God, the clock was Gulliver's God. Do you ever feel like that? Is the clock our God? There's probably no other part of our lives so thoroughly co-opted by the secular worldview as our notions of time. We say time is a gift from God, but most of the time we, we treat time like a club rather than a gift. It's something we chase. It's something once we catch it, it beats us up. It's the notion of time that's contrary to the Bible. Because the Bible says if we properly understand time, that we need a richer language than the language of management. We need biblical language that reflects God. He is granting us life hour by hour and moment by moment. But the time around us in the global economy is headbanging time. There are no more days. There's simply productivity 24-7. Global economy that never slows down. It never rests. It has no rhythm. It is relentless. And guess what we're in our lives mirroring not God's rhythm of evening stop and cease let me start the day and you begin with me and then after you've done that and worked hard stop everything like I did and just look back at what I've created it's an amazing thought and it's an amazing lifestyle